Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUclinics.com to schedule an appointment. All right, hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios, back to basketball, and we are joined by the, okay, see, Wolf, I'm going to remember this, because it's basketball season, it's technically the J. Will, Keyshawn, and Max show yeah. on ESPN, Jay Williams joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, Jay, what's going on? That's right, Luke, it is J. Will, Max, and uh, and Key, wow, I just put Key uh, in third place, <laughs> maybe I did, subconsciously, my fault, Wolf. Yeah, no, I appreciate you joining us big time here. Are the Suns in trouble, Jay Will? I mean, look, I, I thought you guys were in trouble from the beginning because I, I, I frankly think the depth and the style and the continuity in which uh, Denver plays with, I, I think they are the best team in the conference. The, the CP3 injury is so discouraging. It just feels like it's always something that occurs there. Yeah. Um, but, like, one of the things that really stands out is that, you know, Kevin Durant needs to be prolific. And, I, you know, look, in order for them to win this series with, the, you know, four points off the bench is extremely concerning, right, because you lose depth with the trade. But, like, Kevin needs to find a way to get himself going offensively, and, and that cannot happen with two free-throw attempts. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant is one of the most prolific scorers we have in the game of basketball. There, there needs to be – it can't just be content with being a jump shooter. And you saw the struggles from the three-point line, but finding a way to get to the free-throw line and see the ball go in is critical for this team. And two free-throw attempts in the first game and, and game two and four free-throw attempts in game one are just unacceptable for a guy who is as gifted as he is offensively. Jay, that makes a ton of sense, and yet the Suns have a history of not getting to the free throw line. So when you're watching this, how much of this is the offense that the Suns are running and how much of it is just KD can take over and and adjust because he's Kevin Durant? Well, uh, look, you tell me, Luke, what the difference is between watching the offense of the Suns this year and the offense of the Brooklyn Nets last year. Yeah. There really isn't that much of a difference. And Monty Williams is one of the best coaches in basketball. But the style and the continuity needs to be worked on. And it needs to be crystallized. And it needs to be done very quickly. Because the style of, hey, Kevin, it's your go. Hey, Devin, it's your go. Hey, I'll just wait in the corner. It's your go, Devin. Hey, Kevin, you know, it's my go now. Like, that does not work in playoff basketball. Teams can load up. And you're seeing what Denver did, especially in game one, where they're throwing double teams at the tangents of the game at Kevin Durant, and they're staying home on Devin Booker. And if you don't have continuity in your offense, if you don't have schemes that allow you to break away when the ball's on the opposite side, you need to be able to move without the ball. You can't have possessions, Luke and Wolf, where Kevin Durant sits in the corner for the majority of the possession. That's unacceptable and shouldn't be allowed. So, Jay, well, you're down 0-2 right now. What do you think the psychology is like inside that locker room? I, I think it's one in which you, you need to – look, first off, you're trying to understand the groin injury of Chris Paul. And you got to defend home court, Wolf. Mm. Like, you got to defend home court. Yep. By any means necessary. 
You play 40 minutes plus, you play 40 minutes plus. You know, right now what we're asking is we're asking Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to be elite defensively and to be elite offensively. But guess what? You're Kevin Durant. You're Devin Booker. This is what your team requires you to do. If CP3 can't go, you need prolific performances because right now I don't need to hear any excuses. It is what it is. Yeah, you have no depth. Yeah, you're asking guys, Wainwright, to come off the bench, and it's not the same, but nobody cares. It's time to step up. That's what time it is, Wolf. Talking to Jay Williams. Uh, Jay, you mentioned the depth, and, and you know there were things the Suns did better last night, put themselves in a position to win, but the one thing you really can't fix is, is the depth mid-series. If you, were in, if you were on the Suns right now, what, you know, what's, what, what can you do in the middle of a series to, to get the bench going or to make it so it's not quite just a two-man show? I mean, the problem is if you slow down the game, Right, and it's hard because the amount of bodies that Denver can throw at you, it just seems limitless, right? And the variety of different heights and packages, whether that's Bruce Brown, a guy who gets up underneath you, or Aaron Gordon, a guy that can contest up up top. Like, they're giving you a variety of looks. So, you know, it's almost like picking your spots, but the problem is when you slow it down in the half court, their defense is corralled in that it makes it even more of a challenge. So. You're kind of caught in between because if you speed up the tempo of the game, then that takes away from your legs that you need on the defensive end of the ball. So it's really a catch-22, guys. That's why, you know, I look, sometimes I, one of the reasons I love Charles Barkley, who played there in Phoenix, I don't need to hear all the innuendos and the nuances and the schemes. Just keep it simple. And right now I'm keeping it simple, and I'm asking Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to be prolific because that's the only way, guys. You're going to win this series. Yeah, the no. only way. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Jay. Will right there. Anything the Denver Nuggets are doing, or any performance by one of their players that has surprised you at all? I think they just have. There, there's championship pedigree. A KCP making that, you know, a couple of big plays in the game. It's those additional players. And I, I really feel for KD and Devin Booker because you you have guys like KCP that have won a championship that can give you those critical plays late in games. Uh, You have Aaron Gordon who can give you those minutes defensively. And even when Jamal Murray doesn't have a great offensive game, he still gives you energy and effort. And you have a guy like Jokic that his usage rate is so high in the offense. And and look, guys, this is a a moment because I haven't made mention of his name yet. And I was just talking on national TV about this because it's conversations I have with you guys. You know, when DeAndre Ayton is featured, he's pretty damn good when he's featured. Yeah. I think Monty, if, if, if this is CP3 not being out, even if CP3 can't go full steam, it might be time to feature DeAndre Ayton again instead of just letting him be the third or fourth option. Because right now what I'm seeing is DeAndre Ayton being a spectator instead of being somebody who's engaged 24-7 in the offense which, unfortunately, is the way he's built. The more you engage him offensively is the more assertive he'll be defensively. That and you need me, an engaged Aiton, Wolf. That's what you I need. I know. That annoys me, though. It does. You know. I, I don't have an answer for you, brother. I, <laughs> it's what it is, but that's the job of the coach to bring that out of Aiton. Jay, great stuff as always, man. I could ask you 50 more questions. I know you got to go. We appreciate the time and the insight, all right? Okay, boys. Thank Talk you, soon. Jay. Thanks a lot. That's Jay Williams, the co-host of the... 
Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max show when it's when it's basketball season. He asked that we call it that. Although he then moved Keyshawn even further down below Max too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Keyshawn second on the list. But uh, yeah, um, that's I, I interesting. Loved, I love though what Da. I loved his energy level and how he played. He did. I thought Da played really well last night. We're gonna get into that because it's it's just it's so important to make sure. You talk about when he plays good games, too, because no it's, it's easy to just blame him for all the losses. But um, that's what's frustrating. It almost feels like they wasted a really good DeAndre Ayton game. He called his shot. Uh, score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting tomorrow during the 7 a.m. noon and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for tickets. See the Suns take on the Denver Nuggets. That's ticket to 620-620. When we come back, what was the biggest disappointment from Game 2 last night? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. All right, we're going to do a listeners-only meeting in about 15 minutes. Wolf, are you good with this? Bottom of the hour, 1130? Yeah, I love that. Okay. We'll gauge the, uh, the Suns fans' concern level now down 0-2. Do you look at this and you say, okay, it's, that's fine. They won their home games. Now we got to win our home games. We still have Booker and Durant. Or are you worried after what you saw? I would say game one, to me, was more concerning than game two. But the problem is they're both losses. Yeah, man, it's it's so different, too, because game one, you just had the feeling in retrospect when you look back on it, the Suns really were never in that game Um, in the first quarter. They won the first quarter. As a matter of fact, I believe it was 32-31. But after that, the second quarter really got sideways on them, and they really never were back in that game, and the Nuggets handled them. In game two, of course, it came down to the fourth quarter, and that's where you've seen the Suns so much of the time shine, and they did not shine. Uh, Denver shine. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into that, what the biggest disappointment is from game two, because they did a lot of things well in game two. They did adjust. They, they did a really good job of just saying, look, Jokic is going to get his anyway. Let's go ahead and allow him to get his, but let's just slow down their offense to the point where Jamal Murray's not effective. And he wasn't. He still did some good things, but he had four points going into the fourth quarter. So that's that's doing a good job on Jamal Murray. They didn't allow an offensive rebound until the second half of the game. They were up seven in the second half of the yeah. game. Chris Paul got hurt. Other things happened, and they end up with the loss. And there's a lot of different ways to go with what uh, is is the biggest disappointment. Well, yes. uh, for me, it's it's just why why are we back at a point where it feels like Devin Booker has to do everything and. That's what that game looked like, and especially in the, in the second half last night. I was like, well, Booker's just going to have to win it for him. Like, this is not 2017. There should be other options. Yeah, for me, the biggest disappointment, other than the loss, of course, in Game 2 base earnings, was KD. It just there's no getting around it. The the guy scores the ball so easily. We we talk about it all the time. We comment on how good his shot is all the time, and it wasn't good last night. In fact, there was one moment at the compound that really messed with me, and it was Katie's air ball. Don't know if you happened to see no, that. On uh, it just blew my mind. And I'm sure you all felt the same way. This is a guy that struggled from the field. He shot 37% from the field. Two of 12 
from beyond the arc. You're talking about one of the finest three-point shooters in the league. And he was 2 of 12 from beyond the arc. And they they were, some of them, were some pretty good looks, I would say. And some of them looked like they were in, and then they were just popping <laughs> right. out. Like no, it just, it, you're it, right. It wasn't his night. I made this analogy with you earlier, but when you get a game to the point where it's you just need Kevin Durant to hit shots, it's like playing poker and looking down at pocket aces. You expect to win, but occasionally you're going to lose, and unfortunately for the Suns, that occasionally came in a game they really needed. Yeah, I mean, KD still scored 24 points, base earnings, but when you need 34 and he scores 24, it kind of... Leaves you a little hollow. Well, and that that sort of leads back into to my biggest disappointment of the game is you, you expect Durant to make those shots, but the problem with this team right now is there's just not anybody else outside the big four. That's that's. It's not that nobody's contributing. Tory Craig was huge in the first round, and Josh Okogie's doing some things. Although, just have to realize that if there's any sort of physical. Where somebody might get called for a foul and Josh Okogie is involved, they're gonna get they're gonna call it on Okogie almost no matter what. He doesn't have the respect that the the stars in this series are gonna have. It's just part of the disappointment is what a lot of us thought as it was happening at the end of the regular season. Not having Kevin Durant playing did not allow Monty Williams to finalize rotations or to stabilize things, and unfortunately, he just needs to pick something and go for it because you can't. You can't you can't be like, well, we're going to tinker with this and we're going to try this and that and we're going to try and figure out our rotation in game three of the playoff series. No, it doesn't work like that. And I understand it's not his fault that he was put in this position, but he's just going to have to kind of pick a couple guys and go with it now. Yeah, you know, it's it's so hard as we sit here and talk about this. The biggest disappointment, of course, other than the loss. What's the biggest disappointment? And I to say Kevin Durant. <laughs> It just doesn't feel right. It does not feel right. I mean, in that's, that one game, I think you'd probably say that. In that one game, uh, and that's the best part about it, KD definitely would be accountable and definitely would say it, which makes it even harder to point the spiny, ruddy finger of blame and a gross simplification of the truth at one guy. It just felt that way again. It was one reason. There were many reasons you could pick. But to me, it just felt like that, more than anything else, was the biggest disappointment that KD, somebody who scores the basketball so easily, would shoot 37% from the field. Um, You lose by 10 in this game. And if he just goes out and shoots his normal percentage from the field... Probably win. Probably win, probably the, win game. the game. Yeah, even Would with have been everything right else. there to do it. Even with with Chris Paul getting hurt and only getting four points in seventy one yes. minutes off the bench, if Kevin Durant just has a normal shooting night, you probably win the game. That that for me, game one you lost because of your defense and a gross simplification again of the truth. That's why you lost game one. To me, game two you lost because of KD. I just I thought Denver looked a lot better than the Suns in game one. I didn't think they looked better in game two at all. They have some guys making big plays and they do look deeper than the Suns because they are deeper than the Suns. This is uh, Kevin Durant talking about uh, the quality of shots he was getting last night. They were good looks. Just didn't go down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I was could have knocked them down. Felt, felt like they were good leaving my hands but 
It is what it is. You know, Kellen brought this up earlier when we had him on. This, this is a guy that's capable of doing what Steph Curry did, though, the other night. Okay, KD had a bad shooting game. Well, he might just go out there and put up 50. Right. Yes. I mean, and, right. And look, when Steph put up 50 in Game 7, he broke KD's record for most points in a Game 7 uh, that he set a couple years ago. It's a weird thing because you can't you you can't go say well I'm going to just shoot harder then right like, I'm going to make up right. for it exactly. But Jay Williams when we just had him on did bring up the idea of he could get to the free throw line. The guy shoots like 95 percent from the free throw line. That is something he can change from from last night's game. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, but I will also say too, Kevin Durant. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on all of this right now. Game two was not good. Game one for Kevin Durant was not great. When you have seven turnovers. And KD himself pointed to that. It's one of the things I love the most. The accountability on this team is off the charts. And as a former professional athlete, where all you ask from yourself and your teammates is to be accountable to each other, I love it. I can't get enough of it. I love to hear KD talk about his failures and where he needs to get better. But when you think about it right now, yeah, game one wasn't great for KD. And game two certainly wasn't great for KD. And having said that, I fully expect him in games three and four to go off. As a matter of fact, can we play Kevin or Devin right now? Can we play it? Because I'm going Kevin. I know I am too. Uh, I'm going to, Kevin. I, I am for game three. But the, the game is not for another three and a half days. So just give to it to me now. right now, Luke. <laughs> going now. He um, That game one where you're talking about where it wasn't a great game, he still shot 63% and had 29 points. You know what I mean? And that was his not great game. If he shoots 63% last night, the game's over with three minutes left. And Denver's like, all right, you know, we'll just go take one in Phoenix. And Phoenix is like, hey, we got a split in the first two. When you, if you frame it as what was the biggest disappointment, you're probably right. That was the biggest disappointment because you just assume KD is going to shoot closer to 50%. And if he does, you win. I, it's just, it's tough for me to look at Booker and KD and say, they're the reasons they're losing because they're just not getting anything else behind them. I mean, it's not Booker, obviously, because Booker had a really good game last night. But even after game one, people were like, oh, Booker and KD didn't play that well by their standards. But they're like eight tiers ahead of everybody else right now. They they got to get they got to get something. They have to get some level of scoring off the bench. He found the button. Did you say the bench? Mm. Uh, we're going to take some calls when we come back. 602-260-9870. There we go. It just you, makes you feel better, doesn't you it? You can text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now as well. But when we come back, it's your turn to weigh in on the air. How much trouble are the Suns in? Or is it simply, okay, the home team won the first two games. Everybody calm down. Give us a call next. 602-260-9870. Our listeners only meeting is next. 602-260-9870. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. All right, it seemed like a good time for a listeners-only meeting. We were pretty unanimous on that one in the pre-show meeting, Wolf. Sure, don't make the- 
Suns gather. Everybody, everybody, everybody get in here. Suns uh, down 2-0. I think to some it feels like their season's over. To others, it's like, hey, it's two games, and they were two road games. You know my feelings on the, hey, the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. That doesn't work when you don't have home court advantage. But for right now, I'll buy it. It doesn't work around game seven, but let's just get to game seven, right? Yes. All right, so let's go out to the phones. Gird up thy lines. 260-9870. Let's start with uh, Archie in Phoenix. Archie, you're on the Wolf and Luke show. Wolf, Luke, how you doing, fellas? What's going on, Archie? Not much, man. Not much at all. Um, just based off watching that Clippers, uh, the Clippers series, and then going into now, it just seems like it's just going downhill for the fellas. I don't know what the problem is. You're watching Devin Booker playing the best basketball of his life, and KD trying to, you know, live up to the KD name, and then you have uh, the so-called dominating running on a Volvo battery, you know, instead of a Tesla battery. I'm not sure what the problem is, but it's just not looking good. And Chris Paul being out. Uh, it just doesn't. Nah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the call, thanks, there, Archie. Archie. I think we lost him at the very end, but we can piece together what he was saying. Chris Paul being out is not good. That is undeniable at this point. Yeah, I, you know, I honestly they got to pick it up. Um, I think they understand what is in front of them right now. The Denver Nuggets they held serve. They've got home court advantage throughout. Now the Suns have got to do the same thing at Footprint Center. Game three and game four, they got to win. I think we all know that. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. Matt in Phoenix. Matt, what's going on? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Manny? So um, I'm a big fan of Monty Williams, and I believe he's a great coach. Um, his lack of in-game adjustment is, I think, going to be the biggest problem. It seems like they go away from what works too much, as if he's allowing the stars to kind of run the show instead of making the adjustments. It seems like they don't go to Aiden often enough at the midway or end of the game. And I also believe that um, his in-game adjustments doesn't allow the Suns to, or his lack of in-game adjustments doesn't allow the Suns to build on what was working in the beginning of the game. And so thanks for taking my call. That's all I have to say. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. I'm going to set the eight and thing aside because we're going to talk about that next segment anyway. Um, You know, what I would say, Monty Williams, I mean, the the Suns definitely adjusted some things going into the game last night. I know it's not an in-game adjustment, but I I know that, I mean, it was obvious. They they basically shut down Jamal Murray, and they were much better uh, on the defensive glass, not allowing offensive rebounds. They came out, and they, they, they clearly had three or four things they wanted to be better at, and for the most part, they were better at them, Wolf. Yeah, for me, you know, when you get outscored 27 to 14 in the fourth quarter, a lot of it has got to do with fatigue as well. At that point in time, yeah, and I hear it. I you know the people that are saying, okay, you've 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 got Terrence Ross and you've got T.J. Warren on the bench, and you need scoring, and those guys aren't playing. Like why? Are, but it's it, there's something to that. That's valid, but it's just it has become very clear what a lot of people feared of this team didn't get enough time to play together, and so now it's just kind of like got to rely on the top four, and one of the top four uh, is hurt right now. Let's go to Xander in, uh, in Chandler. Xander, what's going on? Hi, hi Wilson. How are you guys doing today? Good, doing? Good thank you, guys. Uh, I've actually just started listening to you guys a little bit last couple months. I've been a Suns fan for a couple of years now. I'm pretty young, but I don't think we're quite worried yet. Denver took care of business at home court. The Suns just need to do the same thing. Um, and I don't think KD has ever had this poor shooting performance going back to his 
damn Seattle days. So I don't think there's a big worry there. I just think we got to get our heads screwed on right, realize the series isn't over, and there's still a lot of fight left in us, and we can get this thing done in six. Thank you, guys. Have Thanks. Okay, man. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. You know what he said about KD? There, there, KD's obviously been on teams that have lost before. Yeah. I got to imagine there aren't many times in his career where the next day it was like, kind of lost because KD couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man. You know, I I love it. Can you imagine if somehow, some way, the Phoenix Suns could win four of these next four games, four games in a row after losing game one the way that they lost game one and after losing game two the way they lost game two? Can you imagine if the Suns could rip off four in a row just like the Milwaukee Bucks did? Oh, I'm sorry. No, but it can be done. Golden State just did it to sack. I mean, it can no, no, be done. You, yes, no, I heard what, what you said. Okay, great. Yeah, or, I, Next. Or could you come back and down 2-0 like Dallas did to this? I mean, why don't you just go just there? Just go, we'll, yeah, please. Okay. Let's uh, back up to the phones. Let's talk to Roger and Buckeye. Roger, what's up? Roger. Hey, hey my, my, my apologies. No, the Suns are not done. I mean, me personally... You can never say the officiating is, is the worst thing in the world, but when you with the five free throws, my bad, five fouls, twenty-one. I think we lost Roger. Yeah, Roger, sorry about that. He does that. bring up the officiating, though. And, and I will say this. Oh, my goodness. Which did not cost the Suns the game. No. But... They let them play in the first half, and in the second half, they're like, oh, we have whistles. <laughs> like, And it was to both teams. I'm not saying it impacted the, totally I'm sure it impacted the game. But just either let them play or don't let them play. Don't switch at halftime. It was like somebody called. It yeah. was like somebody in a suit and a tie wearing glasses called and said, what are you doing? Don't you know people came to see you and not the players? <laughs> what are you doing? The first half was entertaining. I, it was It was horrific. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't love that. Uh, okay, this is a different Matt in Phoenix. Phoenix is a big city. Matt, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Right on, bro. And yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a lot worried, but I'm worried that you know everybody for two years ago, all they kept saying is, you know, Suns and four, Suns and four. Denver's got some pride. I think they remember that, and Suns better wake up or it's going to be Denver in four. I- yeah. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the yeah. call. Yeah, that would... Uh, Nugs in four. Did you hear him that, chanting that, that last not, night? That would not be great. Yeah, well, yeah. Nugs in four. Okay, Nugs. Two games, Two games guys. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. Nugs. Yeah. I, I do think, though, that Denver came out um, in game one. Like, okay, we've had it. We're sick of hearing about how we got swept by the Suns. Now, I don't know that that was really so much in play yesterday, but certainly I, I don't think the Nuggets are going to let up if you get down 3-0. You know what I mean? They, I think they want to sweep the Suns. Really? Do you really want to refer to yourself as Nugs? <laughs> that alone should preclude you from ever actually going to the championship. It's not like Nux, as in Knuckles. Nugs. No. Right, let's do one more. Let's do. Uh, let's go to Tom in Phoenix. Tom, what's up? Oh, hi guys. I love the show. Thank you. Uh, well, well, let me just ask you one quick question before I get to my uh, my main question. Yeah. Quick question: If you had it to do over again, I'm guessing that you would gain fifty pounds and uh, become a lineman, so you could hit people all the time. Am I right about that? No way. No way, man. I do exactly what I did, Tom. Are you kidding me? 
high oh. projectile missile is what I was. Yeah, no, I'd do it. I wouldn't change oh. anything. Okay. Okay. Now, my now my uh, my question was, uh, why don't the uh, Suns just let the um, the minor players set picks more for uh, KD and uh, and Devin? I think that would be more effective because apparently they're they're let, letting these guys uh, they're leaving these minor players alone and and giving them open shots. So instead of letting them do that, let them. Uh, uh, Monty, I think should have these guys set, setting picks for uh, for KD and, and uh, Devin. All right, Tom. Thanks. I appreciate Thank the you, call, Tom. man. Yeah, they they got to get something out of the bench, whatever. However, they're going to do it, right? Oh, my <laughs> Ideally, goodness. points, but something. Yeah, no, they really do right now. The bench, um, and that's one of the biggest concerns I've got right now at this point. You know, it was a concern going into the season too. And we'll get into this later on, but there seems to be this narrative of like, well, they traded Kevin Durant. Obviously, they have no bench. They didn't have a bench going into the season. Who was the sixth man? We had this conversation going into the season. Yeah. And we were like, I guess campaign? Yeah. I guess. You're ramping up for the postseason, and campaign was not playing. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody who called. Sorry we could not get to the rest of them, but I'm sure we'll be doing this again throughout the playoffs. Score the hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets. Just text TICKET to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting tomorrow during the 7 a.m. noon and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for tickets to the Suns take on the Denver Nuggets. Again, that's TICKET to 620-620. Boy, this is a concern. Did the Suns waste a good DeAndre Ayton game last night? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. Well, one of the good uh, developments from game one to game two, Wolf, was DeAndre Ayton. Definitely showed up for game two. Doesn't mean he was perfect, got into foul trouble, but he definitely showed up and gave them the sort of effort that they can win games against this Denver team if DA plays like that. Now, the flip side is with the loss, it kind of feels like they wasted one, and you don't know if another one's coming on Friday or not. Yeah, you know, DA called his shot as well, based on audience. He did. He said that this team is going to be a different team next game. He said that after game one in regard to game two, he called a shot and D.A. definitely came out and the Suns came out a different team beyond a shadow of a doubt. In my opinion, their intensity level, Luke, they were ready to play this game. They, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They were ready to play this game. The only problem with last night coming out of the game that you would carry forward is that you lost, which is obviously the most important thing. <laughs> but like game one, you came out of that game, you're like, okay, they lost, and Aiton looks way overmatched, and they can't rebound against this team, and they weren't prepared for Jamal Murray, and this and that, and all the end the bench. They the only thing that really came out of last night was the loss. Unfortunately, you only get a couple of those in the playoffs, but DA was much better. Here's Kevin Durant on DA's energy after the game. Oh, I liked his energy tonight. He started the game off well. I think he got some foul trouble, which might have took him out the game a bit. But I like how he started. I like his energy, and uh, we're going to need to build on that going forward. There was definitely one point where 
he had four fouls and he was back in the game covering Jokic and like Jokic kind of yeah. it, was, it was amazing like DA's moving his arms all over the place in his hands without touching him he looked like that kid in like third grade he's like I'm not touching you I'm not just like a hand right in your face like DA was doing everything he could to stay in his way but not pick up that fifth foul and, and he did he did a good job last night yeah you know it's just amazing because again we've heard that DA is the tone setter and you know what uh, I think he is uh, to some degree, the tip of the spear for the Phoenix Suns when he comes out and he is physical, um, he's intentional with his intensity level. It 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 almost looks like it is infectious with the team. It looks like it does impact them as well. He played so much better just in terms of being aware of what was going on and looking like he was being intentional mm-hmm. about what was going on. He played with effort. He played with toughness, with physicality. But as I was watching him, I will admit, why don't you do that every game? Well, that's a different conversation that has been had many, many, many times by many, many people in this city and now nationally. But they needed it specifically could last night. See, could you see the effort level of DeAndre Ayton? Increase last night. Well, yeah, no, I, yes. I hear you. It's it's not. Hey, da, why can't you jump higher? It's no, da, why can't you just do on Friday I, what I you just did on Monday? I guess what I'm saying is, I just want everybody to understand out there, everybody to understand the impact that can have on teammates. They grow tired of that often. That I, I all those people that are out there who don't who attack me when I say he's a mad king. All those people that are out there that attack me when I say he's a mad king. That's exactly what it is. And he called his shot going into the game. This is going to be a much different team. He he should have just said, I'm going to play much differently in game two than I did in game one. You can't guarantee that you're going to go out and actually experience success. He only had 14 points. He was 7 of 10 from the floor. Did an excellent uh, job. He only had 8 rebounds. He's not going to the Hall like, of Fame because of last night's performance, but when he wasn't in foul trouble, he was making a difference. For the he Suns. was making a difference, and he was playing with force, and you could see it. You could see it. Man, it just... It's one of those deals where you just hope that the Suns can keep that in Games 3 and Game 4. Maybe maybe it's the wake-up call for D.A. Maybe it's the wake-up call for him to say, you know what, we're going to turn back the clock. Yeah, we're going to turn it back to a couple of seasons ago, okay, where you ran through the playoffs and were a force. Maybe this will awaken him. It, this was one of those games, too, where it was like, it was a reminder that you you don't need DeAndre Ayton to be better than Nikola Jokic to to beat Denver. You just Great need point. him. And, and I know you can look at Jokic's stats and he had thirty nine points and sixteen <laughs> rebounds. So right. it's like the DA really have that good of a game? That's that's not all DA. And I think honestly, a lot of that was by design for the Suns of Jokic is going to get his. He can get a few more than the 24 or whatever he had in game one because by allowing him to do that, we're going to just completely cut Jamal Murray out of this game, which they basically did until he made a couple shots at the very end. Um, so it's it's not just a Jokic versus DA stat line thing. Here's Devin Booker talking about that afterwards. Uh, yeah, slowed down Murray a bit. Um, he obviously had it going in the first game, and um, but Jokic was doing a little bit too much. Um, 
like I said, you know, so much happens. Um, I think we held was at 97 points total. You know, usually that's a that's a win for us if we can get our offense going. That's it right there. They, they you don't yeah. care how many points Jokic gets, you care how many points the Nuggets get. And they they did what they wanted to do defensively. They just didn't score at a level they normally scored. How many times have the Suns scored 87 points in a game this season? Oh my god. I don't remember yes. any. There's probably like one. Yeah, I don't I don't remember it as well, but again, it does speak to okay, they they did a lot of good things I think on the defensive end of the floor, and that's what they need to build on going forward. They need to do that. Okay, this is the intensity level that we need. This is the kind of effort that we need in communication on the defensive end of the floor. This is what we need. Now, KD, make some shots. Yeah. The only time I and see- I hate saying that again. Well, but that they win the game I, if he makes some I, shots. I know it just it, it it annoys me. It drives me nuts because I know it's 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 so myopic. Well, it's to dim- say it was just KD. No, I don't think you're saying it's just KD. I think, but but it, it boiled down to if KD makes shots, they win. You kind of already know that there's a lot of guys on the bench that aren't giving you points. So. It, it just it bakes in the realization going into the game that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are going to have to carry most of your offense. Look, look, I think we can say this with certitude going forward. Um, if Kevin Durant or Devin Booker, one or the other, shoots another 37% game, they're not going to win yeah, this series. I don't know how. They're not going to win that game. It sure doesn't seem like. Uh, they have one more game they can burn, but I wouldn't recommend burning it anytime soon. I'm looking through the whole season. They, they scored... 87 points um, once. They scored 83 against the, the Knicks. That was the only time they've scored less than 88 all year. They scored 88 once against the Sixers. So an 88 and 83-point game. Everything else has been above that, and most of the time well above that. So great time to randomly put up an 87 spot uh, against the Nuggets last night. Here's Durant on how they slowed down Jamal Murray. Uh, just play more physical and made him shoot tough shots overhand. I think... Um you know, Josh and Tori did, did a good job of just making life tough for him. Uh, you know, we had 10 points, 3 for 15. That's a solid job. One. That's why the first half was was nice because you knew the Suns were trying to play more physical. And they came out what, yeah. up by two in the yeah. uh, halftime. It wasn't that. It was that the officials weren't calling anything in the first half. And if you're the team that's trying to be more physical, the last thing you want is like, okay, we're going to be more physical, and you just keep getting hit with ticky-tack fouls. That wasn't the case in the first half last night, and then they flipped it. And again, they didn't flip it just on the Suns. They just, they all of a sudden started calling fouls on everybody in the second half. You know, you know honestly, right now, one of the things that bothered me about this game, did it bother you, Basinonians, was Kevin Durant telling Monty to challenge the foul where he slapped the ball yeah. out of Jokic's yeah. head. What, KD, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Why would you do? Why would you tell? You know you hit his hand. You know you did. I didn't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> and he told Monty to challenge the call. And he, that bothered me, okay? That, that bothered me. Nah, I'm, I'm, I get it. I get it. I, I'm of the mindset right now that they're so dependent on Booker and Durant. And there was a game in the Clippers series where there was a foul on Booker that wasn't a foul, but it made the score like 4-2. to two. And they were like, well, you can't challenge that because we're a minute into the game. I might have challenged it. I'm at the point where I'll challenge a foul on Booker or Durant because I don't want them to be in foul trouble. Yeah. But that means there's responsibility on the player not to come over to me and say, hey, you got to challenge that. Because 
that was one of the times he did foul somebody. <laughs> so why why are you burning your challenge there? Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.